Welcome to the Live Life Well podcast for busy women with me, Joanne Bibby. I hope this is a place where you'll find encouragement, inspiration and community to live life well, body, mind and soul. Well, welcome to another episode of the Live Life Well podcast for busy women like myself, Joanne Bibby. We're all busy running about doing all the things. But I hope this is just half an hour for you to slow down a bit and just share myself and my wonderful guest today's thoughts and just our our experiences and how we want to share our hearts with you on how to take care of yourself better and live the wonderful life you're called to live. So I am very excited to be chatting to my guest today, the wonderful Kyrie Eakins, who I only met a few weeks ago. Um, and we've been having chats since just about our shared passion for supporting women to flourish and be all that they're meant to be. So Carrie, before we get into our juicy bit today, um, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us more about all the amazing things that you do? Ooh, so uh, Carrie Eakins, um, I am, well, I started off as a massage therapist. And then I booked onto the wrong course. I thought I was booking onto a course which was all deep and elbowy, but it turned out I booked onto something which was far more stealthy and that changed my mind. So I'm really a myofascial therapist, which means I deal with the connective tissue of the body. So I'm really curious about how we hold all that old gunk in our systems, how we hold the stresses and, you know, the the kind of the weight of the day in our muscles and in our bodies, but also then how that impacts us emotionally and how our emotions impact us physically. So it really is that embodiment of mind and body. Um, and I love working with women where we work on mostly women and great guys. Um, we work on mindset, but we also work on the physical aspect of the body. And it's just about like clearing all the gunk and kind of, you know, softening the path so really great things can happen. So I've been doing that for the best part of two decades. Um, and I'm still as passionate about it as the day I booked onto the wrong training. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing how these little crossroads can take us off in a direction we didn't mean to go on, but it was actually the right one for us. So that's really Absolutely, cool. yeah, totally. I, I, yeah, totally meant to be where I was, even though I had no idea I should have been there. Mm -hmm. Yes, sometimes someone knows better than us, don't they? And they get us in the right place. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that you're all about that mind and body uh, connection. And that's what we're all about here at the podcast. And you mentioned the connections, the connections in our body, connections between our body and our emotions. And we're going to like dive into all that stuff, which I can't wait to do in a second. But first of all, Carrie, I'd love to just ask you, um, on the Live Life Well podcast, what does living life well mean to you? What does it look like? Uh, there's a bit of my brain which wants to say it's all about balance, but balance is so hard to find, isn't it? When we have so many parts of ourselves that we're juggling. So for me, living well is about having um, or creating the space to have curiosity and playfulness. It's about not beating yourself up. And it's about um, really having a lot of compassion for yourself so that you can forgive yourself for the things which didn't go so well and allow yourself to kind of take 
new steps and make new things happen rather than being kind of fixated on the gunky old stuff. I think that each of us living well is really different, isn't it? But there's like some core fundamentals that apply throughout all of us. Yes. And I love those words you used of curiosity and playfulness. I love those mm-hmm. words. And I think I spent a lot of my 30s, it's been a bit serious and taking life a bit seriously. But in my 40s, I am discovering and reminding myself how important it is to have fun and be playful and curious. Yeah. So I love that you picked out those words. And yeah, self-compassion, that is so crucial. I think it's really the starting point, isn't it, of becoming all that we're meant to be is just starting off with race and compassion and acceptance of who we are and where we are yeah and it's about remembering as well that we get to choose that we we get to choose to beat ourselves up or we get to choose to be kinder to ourselves and it's that idea isn't it of well how would you treat a five-year-old who made a mistake you wouldn't goad them you wouldn't chide them you wouldn't tell them off so why do we sometimes feel that we need to do that to ourselves why do we hold on to that old torment (laughs) rather than going okay so you know maybe that didn't work and I think again we're back to that mind-body connection we're back to um how sometimes we are caught in that kind of nervous system place aren't we that we're um that we're stressed and it kind of activates the nervous system and we think we've calmed down, but actually because our lives are moving so quickly, we never get to that place where we really get to shake off what's happened. So then when we're holding judgments against ourselves, it's quite a physiological level. It's not just about our thoughts and beliefs and our actions, but it's right there on a cellular level of our body that we're still caught in that place of stress. And I don't think a lot of us have been talking about that generally. And I think we've all just been through like that two, three year cycle of a lot of change, a lot of uncertainty. And it's given us the opportunity to tell ourselves stories that maybe we're not good enough or we're not coping well enough. And really, it's our nervous systems jangling and trying to keep us safe rather than letting ourselves soften and let go of that old old physical chemical stuff Um, and when we were talking the other day and we were talking about connection Mm. that's so important I think for so many of us we've not lost our ability to connect but we don't get to explore it maybe in the way that we need to and could do right now in kind of a reflection of what's happened to us all yeah and I I think that's a really important of the work part of the work you do Carrie is this giving women that space and time to slow down and realize what we are feeling and thinking what we are carrying around with us that we maybe just don't stop to recognize or feel or it feels uncomfortable we don't really want to feel it but it's so important and like you said we've been through so much collectively over the last three years and even the last year just lots of stuff Mm -hmm. happening and when we're talking last week we're I'm really sort of wrestling and mulling over this idea of connection and disconnection Um, I've been aware for years how important connection is in terms of having community around you and safe 
relationships and connections and also thinking more about the idea of our mind body and soul health all connected but um yeah what about how we connect with ourselves I know that's something you're really passionate about why is that important but as as women as busy women carrying all this stuff around with us how how important is connecting with ourselves and how what does disconnection look like mm. um so often I talk about it in terms of there being like a internal landscape and an external environment that we quite often look out into the world we look at what our peers are doing we're looking at what the media is telling us and we are kind of measuring ourselves up against other people's standards and we're measuring ourselves up against that external environment it's like mm. are we making the right moves are we doing the right thing but yeah. what we see out there can be really different to that internal landscape which is based on the connection with our own beliefs, our own beliefs that we choose and believe in, as opposed to what we think we should be told to do or what we think we should kind of create for ourselves in the world. And that's where a lot of the disconnection comes into place, comes into play, because we we find ourselves in that tangle of, am I good enough? Am I working hard enough am I if you're a parent am I a good enough parent am I a good enough partner am I a good enough child and that's where we start kind of falling out of sync so a lot of what I create with my clients is about coming back into the body it's about coming back into the breath um, so we get to regulate our nervous system and we learn natural ways to kind of calm ourselves. It's about um, learning how to like feel our own touch. Mm. Like I think for a lot of people during the pandemic, um, we missed hugging other people. We missed that connection of hugging others. But actually within ourselves, we also have the ability to create that softness of touch that safety of touch um, and so a lot of the work I do is about getting your own hands on yourself it's about working with the body so that you can see where you catch yourself in you know times of stress so some of us we clench our teeth at night some of us we end up with a lot of low back pain um, we all have different responses to stress but when we start to work out what our pattern is and actually how we can place our hands on ourselves and come back into the breath, come back into connection with the body, then we get those really special tools that we get to use for the rest of our lives. Like once you've learned the importance of like owning yourself, I guess, like learn how important your own internal landscape is and actually that you have so many tools and techniques and opportunities to really nurture yourself and comfort yourself then you don't need to look out into the external environment as much you can stay quite contained in a way that is positive and useful mm. if that makes sense 
much yeah <laughs> yeah no totally so it starts with us like obviously connection with others is really important but it has to start with us being comfortable with ourselves and touch with ourselves I know people say oh self-care isn't just doing a face mask or doing your skincare but I think that's a really nice place to start isn't it just like touching you're like literally touching yourself being in touch with yourself because I think we can become disconnected and I'm thinking about um like because of like trauma stress it was almost like we become fragmented isn't it like tough yeah. part of ourselves away thinking I'll deal with, deal with that part of me later and as we do that there's like a disconnection and we're almost in autopilot aren't we we're almost like become like robots because we have to like sometimes we've had to do that to cope haven't we with the things that life has thrown at us but um obviously other than coming to see you the wonderful you and working with you and having time with you are there are there ways that we can just start to do that just to start to put those fragmented pieces back together in a way that feels safe and feels manageable like what would your tips be just to start um so I um I talk a lot about in my work about well-being anchors so your well-being anchors are very personal to to you as an individual and it's about looking at how you respond to your senses plus how you respond on like an esoteric level whether you have a spiritual practice or a kind of um, a ritual uh, and also about movement as an extra kind of sense so it's about asking yourself what do you enjoy what did you enjoy as a child what are those um anchors that you can keep coming back to when you find yourself drifting off because when we sort of dissociate from ourselves when we give so much of ourselves to others um we need those anchors which really kind of bring us back in so it's about if you love being outside, making sure that you spend five minutes, even if you're just sat barefooted outside your back door or stood on the ground outside your back door, it doesn't even matter if it's on concrete, but just taking that moment to breathe, you know, have a cup of tea, but just to be out in the world. So if you're someone who is, um, I think a lot of us as well, a lot of particularly women, we're way more sensual than we give ourselves credit for, that we have become, sensual is it's sexual, isn't it? It's kind of, it's pleasure is sexual. And actually it's not, it is the basic need of feeling good in yourself. So having well-being anchors where you know how to feel good in yourself which are so, it's like your unique fingerprint of well-being. So yeah, it's about having a think about what appeals to you on those levels and then making space and knowing that you don't have to go out and do half an hour of this or an hour of that, but five minutes here and five minutes there, just taking that moment to be in your surroundings and to check in with your body and just ask yourself as well, what do you need in this moment? You know, what would feel good right now it's that curiosity and the playfulness again yes I love that and why do we feel so bad like as women for doing things that we enjoy that make us feel good we're so rubbish at aren't we and like you were saying earlier like there's so much we can beat ourselves up about I think a lot of the time we forget we forget to even ask what yeah. do I enjoy what makes me feel good because we feel guilty about doing that because we're so busy putting other people's first thinking 
what do the kids want enjoy what, what do my husband do for my husband and you see my see that friend and make sure they're okay and we just forget don't we so I think what you're saying is so good about the thing to taking time to think what are those things I enjoy maybe like write a list so if you forget think who's my five minutes yes what's the five exactly. minutes it is, isn't it? It's like, write a list, make a list. It's the uncomfortable side of being a nurturer. Mm. The downside of being a nurturer is that you feel that you need to look after everybody else first and you forget about this. You forget about you. So, yes, exactly. I mean, I have on a freebie on my website, which is all about well-being anchors, and you can go and make yourself a little chart and remind yourself of all those things that you want. Because it's like when they say on the plane, you know, put your oxygen mask on before you put on anybody else's. You have to look after yourself before you look after anyone else. Because so many women are burning out. Mm -hmm. So many women are looking after their children, looking after their aging parents, looking after other family members. They're going to work. They're doing all the house stuff. And gender equality is definitely increasing and improving but women have this tendency to take those roles without being asked natural nurturing habit I guess so we do need to put ourselves first and it is not selfish to prioritize ourselves it is imperative that we prioritize ourselves if we want to live well it starts here doesn't it it starts with us yes it's like what do you want your life to look like and part of that is feeling well and if you want to feel well there's things you're gonna to have to do to um achieve that and oh I'm definitely going to check out your well-being anchors that sounds great I love I'm very practical like give me the bullet points so yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely be checking those out because it's just great to have that practical encouragement of mm-hmm. that we can do that and yeah, let's celebrate looking after ourselves. I know we can hold up the role of nurture as like this medal. Oh, we're, we're so selfless. We're looking after everyone else. But let's celebrate taking care of ourselves too. Let's tell people how we're t- taking care of ourselves and encourage other people to do the same. Oh, amazing. So thinking more about our bodies and how, how we're connected within our bodies, because I know you love all this sort of sciencey bit about that. I'd love mm-hmm. to just dig into that a little bit. Like what goes on in our bodies when maybe we're disconnected or when we're, when we're connected well with ourselves. I remember going for a counselling session years ago um, and the counsellor saying to me, like your, your brain and your body just are not connected right now. And I just hadn't realised, I, I can see it now. I can see that clearly that what I'd gone up to that point had made me become disconnected and I just wasn't even comfortable feeling my emotions I was doing everything to avoid them so yeah what's going on in our body or what leads to disconnection and what what happens when we start to reconnect them with ourselves oh <laughs> okay, gonna, yeah right <laughs> give us, give us like and... a snapshot and we'll have you back on to talk more about this give us a snapshot. <laughs> all right so if you think about the fact that we have been evolving for millennia hundreds and thousands of years so the oldest parts of our brain are like 500,000 years old that's way before the industrial revolution that's way before the digital world that's way before towns and cities and conurbations and all that so the bit of our brain which wants to keep us safe 
is still thinking in terms of woolly mammoths, saber-toothed tigers. Because of that, our brain is now constantly sending off alerts about everything that's going on. You know, an email, a traffic jam, all of these things become saber-toothed tigers. So we end up very cognitive. We end up thinking a lot. We overthink a lot. But when we actually come back into our body, what we can do there is that we can start to to, um, regulate a particular nerve called the vagus nerve. Mm. which is why breath work is so important because it stimulates the vagus nerve and it brings us back in. So if we are heightened, if everything is going off, suddenly all neutral faces look aggressive. All situations become more, um, we perceive them as being the opportunity for greater harm to ourselves. So we go from being stressed to stressed which is why getting back in our bodies allows us to calm the nervous system because now we're calming our vagus nerve. Now we're calming our bodies down. So remembering to move your body. How many of us just like sit in an office chair all day? It's really easy to do, isn't it? That you sit down at home a lot and then you stand up and you go to the car and then you sit in the car and you drive to work and then you get out of the car and then you go to work and you sit down all day. So we forget that actually we should have quite a lot of slink in our bodies. We should have quite a lot of three-dimensional movement in our bodies. And even just like spending five minutes wiggling your hips around. I have a lovely thing that I do with my clients where I say, imagine you've got a tiger's tail. And feel the weight of the tiger's tail because that brings you back into thinking about your pelvis. And as soon as you're thinking about what's going on in the body and feeling what's going on in the body you're not able to overthink as much so then you're able to get more clarity about those situations that are pranging you out you're more able to see the different nuances to a situation which as well is why working with other people is so important because people like you, people like me, we can also kind of cast light and shade on what's going on. We can open up other understandings. And you don't have to go to a paid professional. Sometimes you just need a really honest friend. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about having, yeah, just an outside perspective. And that's where getting out, going for walks, allowing conversations to unfold. That's such a beautiful, simple tool. Even just thinking about what you're mentally telling yourself, you know, like kind of what's that term? It's it's quite, you know, it's quite usual now that there is self-coaching within. So self-coaching yourself going, really? Is that true? Is that how I feel? Just, again, curiosity playfulness and it can just help bring yourself back into a more grounded situated place to make better decisions from oh yeah it's so good it's just getting out of your head isn't it just getting away from your desk getting out of your head taking a step back 
looking at where you're at what's going on like what am I feeling noticing what you notice feel what you feel yeah and um, movement I think is so important and I, I notice if there's a day that I, when I don't go out for my walk in the morning I'm just rubbish my head's just all over the place so I'm not I've not taken that step away I've just gone into it without thinking yeah. about it and that's so good and I love I love your word slink we need, we need to all be a bit more slinky definitely we could all do with a bit more slink in our lives <laughs> yes and I know that's something you can definitely help people with um and you mentioned breath work there is there like a simple breath work exercise that we could implement maybe when we're noticing that we're in our heads that we're a bit disconnected with what's going on is there something that we can just use quickly to bring us back into that moment Absolutely. Um, so one of the simplest ones is to just rub your sternum. So you just rub the bony bit between your ribs and you bring it all the way down and then you rub kind of under the ribs, which is where the um, connective tissue of the diaphragm connects into the bone, um, you know, covers the bone. And that helps regulate your vagus nerve. It's like a light switch that you can flick on and off between your brain and your body. <sighs> Even just doing that small amount of rubbing, I can feel my breath settling in. And it's just a really nice one to, to try. Like being aware of the things that you do that bring your breath back into you. And you'll feel that your belly starts to expand. So instead of breathing up here, which is kind of a more shallow, more stressed breath, you bring the breath right down into your belly. And just by doing that, you calm yourself. I'm doing it now. You just notice, don't you? You notice how shallowly you are breathing because you're holding all this tension, aren't you? And then you take a deep breath and straight away everything feels a little bit better and a little bit lighter. So just taking that moment, isn't it? Little moments in your day. Like you said, it doesn't have to be hours. It's just five minutes here and there to ground yourself, take a breath, get in touch with yourself, move your body. And all these little things add up to having a big result don't they absolutely yeah they do oh it's so good it's so good and you talked about the sort of nervous system and the vagus nerve but I think that's something we'll definitely have you back to talk about because that's a whole other half an hour's worth and more much more <laughs> <laughs> and we both love all that stuff but um yeah would love to hear your tips sort of managing your stress and soothing your nervous system which I know is another massive passion of yours mm -hmm. um, but I really hope um, if you've listened today you'll just take a moment or just yeah write write some notes write write a little plan for how this week you're going to just get more in touch with yourself your body and with others because that's such an important part like we're saying at the start once we work do that work on ourselves to reconnect it's also recognizing the, the importance and the benefits of then connecting with others isn't it building connection into our life with positive people because we we're talking weren't we as well about how the lockdown and pandemic really affected that didn't it just our well our ability we couldn't we that was taken away from us but then mm -hmm. a lot of us kind of retreated and it was hard to then reconnect with the world wasn't it and yeah. you find that working with people that people have been on a journey with that just getting back out and reconnecting and what the challenges and benefits of that have been yeah I think um for quite a lot of people there's been a natural cautiousness um, about getting back out into whatever normal looks like because um, really I mean each and every one of us has a different version of normal anyway don't we um, and I think a lot of it is about 
giving yourself the opportunity to go, okay, so what's really going on underneath all this? You know, what, what's really the story I'm telling myself here? And do I need to tweak that story slightly? Is there something that I need to actively deal with, which will then allow me to kind of feel more comfortable in a situation? Because the other part of it as well is that it's totally okay to feel like you need to remove yourself a little bit away from the world. You might be naturally more introverted than other people. Um, and it's not about pushing or shoving, is it? It's not about forcing yourself outside of your comfort limit. You know, some people are great about taking that huge leap into the unknown. But for the majority of people, it's just about incrementally doing things which make you feel a little less safe, but you can normalize into rather than kind of fully lunging out into the world again it's what yeah. it works yeah and like you said it's different for everyone whatever helps us is different from what helps someone else but sometimes also what you're seeing is just getting someone else's perspective maybe if you are feeling a bit stuck yep. with any of these things that we're talking about so either speaking to a good friend or speaking to someone like you just to get those first steps to move forward and get someone else's perspective can be really helpful mm-hmm. oh amazing oh it's so good I just I'm just really loving this idea of connection I think it's so important I think it's really a tool that we need to recognize and implement into our lives to be all that we can be um so talking about connection Kai how can we stay connected with you tell us what's going on I know there's different ways people can connect with you and work with you sort of one-to-one with courses that you've got so just tell us a bit more about that and where we can find you and stay in touch oh uh well you can find me on my website which is carrie eakins there's a double e in the middle of that dot co dot uk uh I work hands-on here um and I do a combination, actually have a thing called Slink, which is a combination of hands-on work and mindset work. Um, if you come jump onto my website, you'll find uh, the Wellbeing Anchors freebie. From there, you can learn a little bit more about Wellbeing Anchors, what they are, how they work for you, how to connect in with your senses. Um, yeah, but feel free to get in touch and chat you can find me on instagram as well at carrie eakins and yeah i'm a very personable chatty person i'd love to see how i can help you you are i can i can confirm that <laughs> you are very lovely and very chatty and i would encourage anyone to have a chat with you and definitely get those well-being anchors downloaded and check out your gorgeous new studio we can see you I can see you with the sun shining on your gorgeous new pink chair so check us out on YouTube as well if you're listening to this on audio you can see the lovely Carrie and her gorgeous new studio in Sheffield so yeah you can go and check it out there awesome um so Carrie thank you so much for chatting to us today i there's so much more I could ask you, but um, time is running short. But just for fun, before we go, could you tell us if you had one last meal on earth, what would you choose to have? Oh, do you want, no, 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 easy. <laughs> oh, when I was, I know, right? When I was a kid, we used to go to uh, an Italian restaurant, which did the best garlic mushrooms in the world ever. It turns out you need to cook them very, very slowly. Mm a lot of butter 
But happily, that and some homemade bread, that would be me. Happy, happy, last meal on earth. <laughs> oh, easily please, garlic mushrooms and nice bread. That does sound amazing. Oh, yeah. Gar- garlic is one of the keys to happiness in life, I feel. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kate, it's been so good to chat. I just love your your heart and your sense of joy and fun and your passion to um, support other women. I love that. We've got that in common. So thank you for your time today. And please get in touch with Karen, have a chat with her and see how she can support you to be all that you can be. So thanks for your time, Carrie, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you for having me. Oh, such (laughs) a pleasure. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you've had some inspiration to look after yourself, body, mind and soul and feel as well as you deserve to do. Please remember to subscribe and share this podcast if it's been helpful for you. And I'll see you again soon with another episode and some more amazing guests. Take care.